Welcome to a new episode of the Big Idea Big Moves podcast. The new the voice new of voice success. success. We all want to feel successful and fulfilled in our lives, but that can be a bumpy road. Through the experiences, journeys and advice of our guests here on Big Idea Big Moves, we will help you get a jump start on experiencing and cultivating whole life success. Be ready to take notes. Every episode has action items that you can apply to your own life right away. Okay, let's get this started. I will now pass you over to the host of Big Idea Big Moves, Jamie Allison. Hi again, everybody. I'm Jamie Allison, and this is the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast. This is the destination for high performers. We talk to um, people from different areas doing different things, different niches, just people doing really cool things in their space that we can take bits and pieces around from what they're doing and, and hopefully apply them in our own lives. So we talk to athletes, we talk to CEOs, entrepreneurs, just people doing really cool things in their space. And I know I have one of those today. I know people are going to be really excited uh, for today's guest. Just before we jump into that, if you've been uh, listening to the podcast for a while, you know that we have um, a relationship with Epitome Sportswear um, and they fit really nicely with us. Us because they uh, they are great for you know whether it's going to a CrossFit gym, going to gym, and all of those things. Um, but also it might be just uh, nice uh, gear to be able to take your kid to the soccer game or a hockey game or whatever it is that you're doing as well. Um, the thing that we really like about them and aligns well with us as well is that they like to give back to the community that they serve, and so they're working hard to impact the inequities in opportunity for girls and women in sport. And for that reason, a portion of their profits go directly to organizations and initiatives that support girls in sports. So check them out. Um, you can go to our Instagram bio and uh, we have a discount code in there. You can go through and check it out or just go to Epitome Sportswear. That's E-P-I-T-O-M-E sportswear.com. And today, um, really excited to have this conversation. Um, you know, a lot of people will have uh, kind of seen some of this recently, but Jeffrey Adler is with us today. Um, he's fresh off uh, an amazing kind of fifth place finish at the 2022 Nobel CrossFit Games. Um, he came out all, as well, if you've been watching on top at the Atlas Games semifinal uh, this year. And also, if you reel back even further, he was uh, on the podium at Wadapalooza as well, which is kind of the introductory start of the season. So um, a really good season for him. Um, he's also the co-owner of CrossFit Wonderland in Montreal um, and with his coach and uh, and fiance, I believe, Carolyn Lamprey yep. as well. Um, so first of all, you know, Jeffrey, I know we're going to talk a little bit about that, but uh, maybe uh, congratulations on, on such a, another kind of awesome performance at uh, the CrossFit Games. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, you know, why don't we start there? Because, uh, you know, obviously we talk a little bit about some of your background and stuff getting there, but um, um, that result, uh, I mean, it, it kind of ties, I think, a, a result that you've had before. You've been fifth before. Yeah. Um, what were you shooting for? Was that kind of in line with what you were looking to, to be able to do this year? It was a really good kind of uh, uh, test this year as well. Yeah, I think uh, uh, the goal was to be in the top five again to like, make sure that I could be at least in the top five. Um, I feel like the podium wasn't so far away this year, but we still have some improvements to make uh, and try for, for podium maybe next year. Yeah. Yeah. And how does it feel? I mean, you know, um, so I'm Canadian, so it's kind of nice to see how many Canadians are kind of interspersed across things when you're there, but I mean, top Canadian male again, and you yeah. did that in Atlas games as well. So how does that feel? I mean, you're, you, uh, you, you, came out just ahead of Pat Vellner this time yeah. <laughs> as well, just, just ahead of him. How does that feel? I mean, it feels good because, 
I mean, Pat and Brent have been the top Canadian men for, for many yeah. years. They've podiumed many times. And uh, uh, even though, like, it's, it wasn't probably their best weekend this weekend, uh, the, the result is what it is. And, uh, yeah, so this year I'm, uh, I'm carrying the flag for, for at least uh, this, this next few months. And then, uh, I mean, the goal is going to be to keep it even next year. So yeah. if, if I can beat Pat on a good weekend, then it's, it's probably uh, – <laughs> A podium finish for me so yeah yeah well uh, and and you had um, a really cool kind of event win when you were there as well and it's it's one that a lot of people say I mean it was in your wheelhouse because it's a lot of like lifting and carrying um, yeah. when you saw that one come up does it does it automatically come for you oh that's that's gonna really be that's gonna be a good event for me did you feel that way when you when you heard the event announced yeah I mean event 12 the yoke carry the cleans and the deadlifts I mean, I never, I never think I'm going to win a workout because you never know, like someone can yeah. have a really great performance. You can make a mistake. I actually made a quite a big mistake. I, I missed my first squat clean uh, going in the, the two I had to make. Uh, but it's definitely a workout that for me is an easy top three, especially that one. Like the yoga was really heavy. I think it was 665, 665 pounds. And uh, I know I can, I can carry for for that distance i can carry a lot more so the the yoke didn't bother me and that was where the biggest difference was made is on the on the walk um so yeah i was i was excited because getting at the end of of the weekend like 100 points is very valuable uh not just the win but also the points for the overall standing so i was happy to be able to get those those points and and um was there a a favorite part of the the games this time? I mean, I know it was a little different. I mean, I, a lot of people yeah. saying when they went to the Capitol, when they did that, you know, different things. Is it Was there a favorite moment for you? Uh, I think for me, the, my favorite event is the first one, actually. The bike uh, yeah. the bike to work is uh, is the one I, I find. It was really hard. I, th- I think that workout, the bike workout, was harder than the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Um, the Capitol was very special as well because it was the first time in Madison we, we would get like in the city, like run to the city and then have a part of the event there at the Capitol. It's really nice, but I still prefer the, the bike to work uh, event. Um, there's, there's more than just the event itself. There's also like the day prior, we do the bike fitting, we get to go around the course and yeah. see like all, all that also weighs in like for, uh, for, for that event. It makes it really special. Um, so I think that was my favorite event. Very cool. And, um, you know, uh, one of uh, the other thing I, I, I'm going to ask you, because I, so many people thought it was kind of um, different, was um, they did the uh, uh, double unders with a crossover, I think, this yeah. time. And so many people were saying, well, you know, is that it, it just people hadn't seen it very much. What, what are your thoughts? I mean, you have a you have a CrossFit gym. And uh, is, uh, what do you think of that? <laughs> I don't know. I think that the right progression would have been triples, like yeah. single, double, triple would have made a lot of sense. Uh, but Boz chose the crossover. I mean, some guys were practicing in the warm up area. I was like, I'm not even practicing. Like, we'll we'll see if if I get there, I'll practice on the floor and see what happens. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It feels a bit weird. I think it looked a bit weird. Uh, I I'd prefer like something like triples, something yeah. that looks similar to what we're used to. And yeah. Uh, uh, I, yeah, that's that's my thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you. Know, you're you're finished now you have a bit of recovery time i know that i've seen you you've been taking advantage of a little bit of recovery time afterwards um uh you know to people who aren't used to it you know do you 
do you have much recovery time before you have to go heavily into something else or into a new almost season after that? Well, I think we have to, like at, at the end of the season, like even the few weeks prior to the games is we're like, we're tired. We're, yeah. Every athlete is working really hard. It's, it's the summer. So it's hot. Like it's, it's difficult um, training. It's a difficult training period. We're doing a lot of volume, a lot of intensity. Um, so yeah, after the games, like body needs a break, but also we need a, me- a mental break as well. Mm-hmm. This year we did a little bit different. So usually we go on vacation, we go somewhere, but um, we came back uh, to Montreal directly home, like try to stay put and uh, relax as much as we can spend some time with, uh, with uh, our gym members and uh, just staying, staying in one place, not traveling too much. Uh, yeah. It feels good. Yeah. Yeah. And going along with that, I mean, obviously you're spending time with your fiance at the same time, but um, that kind of leads me into that whole question about, um, uh, I mean, she's your coach as you go through this. That's, that's awesome. And um, uh, maybe I'll, I'll ask what, what's that like to, you know, do you, how do you separate those things? You know, I've had, um, I've had Tia on, on the podcast before and asked her how her and Shane do that. And, uh, and you'd probably know, cause you're Canadian, Ryan Atkins and Lindsay Webster, they, they're not coaches per se, but they train together and just how do yeah. they do that together? So uh, how, how do you guys do that and, and kind of keep it separate, but at the same time work together? Uh, I mean, I, when it's, when it's coach and athlete time, it's coach and athlete time. And when it's, when it's not, then it's something else. Like we, we try to take, get it like separated as much as we can. Um, I mean, we, we live CrossFit, like we own a gym. We, I train all day, Campbell coaches, she coaches me, she has other athletes as well. So it's, it's quite hard to separate everything and, uh, like take CrossFit out of our lives for a bit. But I think every now and then, like, we just try to do, do something else, get out, get out the house. Don't not go to the gym, like do something else and try to talk about CrossFit as, 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 as little as possible. And, um, we have projects, like we have things we want to do in, in the future. So we try to plan those things and see, like try to plan, start planning what I'm going to do when I stop competing. Like, yeah, what am I going to do? Like these, these are the things, uh, things we try to talk about. Um, but yeah, it go, it, it's, it goes well. Like for me as a, as a, as a person, I, mm-hmm. I don't have an issue with separating things. Like when it's time to work, it's time to work. But when I'm done working, uh, like I don't, I don't want to talk about work and do work. Like I want to yeah. do something else. So that's, yeah. that's how we make it work. Wow. And um, you know, obviously you have a, you've, you've already said there that you have a, a business together and you both work in it. Um, maybe just talk about, you know, you, uh, you went through a time period that was probably pretty tough for business owners that are, you know, yeah. CrossFit gym owners and stuff with COVID and everything shutting down and things like that. I also know that, that you guys did a, a pretty good job from one, my understanding of, of doing that switch where a lot of places were struggling to do online. And I know you still do some of that. Um, what was that like? And, and how did, how did you guys kind of, you know, roll with it a little bit um, compared to some places yeah that was a lot of work honestly caro does most of the business stuff um she's the one that turned it around pretty quickly yeah. um and i mean it, it's also like the, the members we have um they, they didn't need a gym to train like it's we have to you have to move your body and this like online was what we had like we couldn't yeah. do much like it's middle of winter we can't do anything outside the gym is closed. Well, you have you have your house then. 
So we, uh, we, we switched it pretty quickly and the people uh, switched as well. Some, some didn't like it and didn't do it and that's fine. Yeah. But most, most people did enjoy it. And I mean, when we came back into the gym, those that did keep working out at home were less, they had a less hard time coming back to the gym, yeah. especially like habits wise, like it's, it's easy to lose habits. And the gym is one that's very hard to come back. So these people like kept their habits, kept training. I mean, pull-ups and heavy weights were hard, yes, but they didn't lose that much. Um, uh, so yeah, it was it was pretty good. It was hard because the, the hardest part was uh, here in Quebec. Like we closed, open, closed, open, closed. Yeah. At some point, they opened us for like seven days and closed us again. Yep. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. um, so that was the hard part is like switching over and over. Like it's just, can we do like one thing? Yeah. Uh, so hopefully that's over now. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's. Uh, I mean, we can all hope that's. Uh, I think over for a, a good chunk of time. Um, you know, when you're um, when you're coaching, I guess that would be one thing that I'd ask is that. Um, yeah, I mean, you're obviously an elite athlete training at a very elite level. Um, but I've seen even just recently, you know, you're you're coaching and you coach just like anybody else in a CrossFit gym. Yeah. How how do you how do you do that personally? Because do you find it um, is it easier or difficult to be able to come down to people at a very different level than you, obviously, and and how they're approaching it. So, uh, yeah, I'm coaching right now. I'm going to coach for the next, like, week, a little bit less than a week. Uh, we have some coaches on vacation, so we're, we're yeah. taking some hours. But I, this is the first time coaching for me in over two years, maybe even three. Yeah. Um, but it's, I mean, no, it's, it, I think it's easier for me to coach because I know, like, if I look at a workout, what's, what's the purpose of the workout is very easy for me because I do that all day. Sure. Uh, and it, it's easy for me to tell other people like this is what you should feel in this workout scale accordingly yeah. doesn't matter the weight like yes i can do it two or three times heavier and faster sure. but that doesn't matter like that at the end of the workout you should feel the same thing that i feel and that's uh that's my goal when i coach is like making sure that people do the right stimulus in the workout um the, the hardest part for me is because I don't coach, I don't know the limits of the members. So sometimes yeah. like, Oh, they ask me, what, what should I do? I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I tell you to do something and I'm wrong, yeah, um, that's going to suck for you. So I, I should <laughs> like, they have to figure out like what weight, what movement, how many reps a little bit yeah. by themselves, but I, yeah. I can still like help a little bit, but uh, usually uh, they, they I, probably I, think it's cool that they're being coached by Jeffrey Adler anyway. So they'll, they'll, they'll probably I give you a little so. more leeway, right? <laughs> I hope so. I, uh, I haven't asked really, they, they don't really have a choice right now. So yeah, yes, uh, if, if I'm there, yes. that's, uh, that's how it's going. Cool. Um, so, you know, if you're going back into to training in the next little bit, I mean, you, you've said that you've had, had that, what, how, what does the season look like for you? Because, you know, most people talk about the start of the year next year is kind of the, the start of the, the CrossFit open season, but there's a lot yeah. of other stuff that happens too. So how, um, what are your plans kind of, as you kind of head into fall and that kind of thing, how does that work for you? Uh, so right now I, I did start moving again, uh, a, a little, like not too much. And I'm very sore from what I did this week. So yeah. I'm going to take it really easy for at least another week or two. Single sessions, not doubles. Uh, haven't touched anything heavy uh, yet. And I don't think I'm ready to right now. Um, but the, the goal is just to start moving again, uh, getting into the groove of things uh, like beginning mid-September um, and then training pretty hard for end of September and October because I'm, I'm com 
going to be competing at uh, the Rogan Stational, which is mm -hmm. uh, October 28th to 30th. Yep. Um, and that's the only off-season competition I'm going to do. Uh, so after Rogue, I'll dip down again, have like an, a second off season, if you if you want to call it that. Maybe have some vacation then, and we'll ramp it up for the Open uh, in February. Yeah, and um, you know one thing uh, it's interesting to see kind of what you're like. Have you always been in CrossFit? I mean, I know that you know as um, at the level you're at, you did that not that long ago, but, um, you know, have you been athletic all through kind of your, you know, when you were a teenager and things like that, or did you play other sports and, and move into that or how did that work um, from your end? Uh, yeah. So I, I don't have a competitive background, uh, yeah. but as a, a Quebecer, like everybody plays hockey in yeah. some sort of way, either outside or in some leagues, but never, never, I've never been part of a team or anything. Yeah. My first gym membership was a CrossFit gym in 2015. Oh, so I started really? like, I, did, I don't have that a huge background. Um, I think I was uh, blessed uh, with my genetics. Like uh, I was strong from the get go, which is great. Yeah. But um, uh, gymnastics is the thing that's uh, a little bit slower to gain <laughs> for me. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's what we've been working on uh, since yeah. I've started CrossFit actually. Like, yeah. like wow. practice the gymnastics uh, as much as I can. Yeah. But yeah, nothing very serious as a sports background. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's always interesting because they come from, well, it, it, we had um, Samuel Cornway and he said the same thing. Uh, you know, he used to play hockey and that was kind of what he did until he yeah. hurt himself and then, you know, and that yeah. kind of thing. But, um, but you know, he everybody played a little has bit more than me doing though. it. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think I he think. played relatively high level until he yeah. hurt himself. So, um, but um, yeah, so, um, you know, when you were um, starting CrossFit then, uh, I mean, you know, did you have, um, like, did you have mentors? Did you have people that like, was it just kind of coaches and you picked things up and when, when did you get to the point where you thought, Oh, okay, I can do something. And how do you, how do you start to become a lead and look to at that point in time? Uh, it, 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 it came like very gradually when I started, it was for fun three yeah. times a week and then three becomes four and then four becomes five and five becomes six. And like, that's, that's what happens. I think with most people that start CrossFit is like, yeah. you do it a little bit at the beginning and then if you really like it then you want to do it a lot more um and then when i met carol uh even then like i, I wasn't training that much i was just training yeah. for fun yeah and at some point like i had more time because i was working construction so in the winter i wouldn't work at all yeah. i had a few months during winter and then i would train a little bit more uh and when i did my first full open in 2016 i was like oh i like i'm not that far i think i finished 130 something and uh, they took the top 20 uh, then for, the, for regionals. And so we set a goal to make it to regionals. Uh, that was our first uh, goal. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I wasn't really thinking about the games. Like the goal was to get to regionals and see, yeah. see if I could make it. It took, uh, it took me two years. So 17 and then 18, I made it. Wow. Yeah. And then from, from 18, like our first regional was we just wanted to go and have fun. Have like, the experience. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah have the experience and then uh make like try for the games a year later um and then everything changed with the seasons and everything i was yeah. lucky enough to make it but uh yeah that's uh that's pretty much it have you found have things changed a lot for you the last little while i mean you've suddenly kind of i mean i know it isn't sudden from your perspective but i mean you know across the CrossFit world, you've, you've jumped up very quickly and now have now become, you know, one of those top people have things changed much for you with that? 
Uh, I mean, no, I don't think so. We're, uh, the, what's fun now is that I can do this and, and live yeah. from it. Like that's the yeah. fun part, but it takes a, like quite a few years to get there. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's just like anybody that starts any career, like it takes four or five years before you truly make it. And yeah. that's, I think, what, what happened for me. Um, I think it could have been a little bit faster if we would have had uh, the same seasons every year since my start. Like I, yeah. I've actually done the games only twice that are the same, 2021 yeah. and 2022. So, I mean, I've had a different parkour, but it's, uh, yeah, no, nothing changed. I'm still the same person. I try to work as hard as I can and, I'm always as I'm as hard on myself as I was before, maybe yeah. even more, I guess, like to try, like it's, it's, uh, it's, it's one thing to get to regionals. It's one thing to get to the games, but then like be really good and high on the leaderboard at the games is really hard. Like that's, yeah. that's the hard part. Um, yeah. yeah, we're, we're going to try. Well, with you, um, so it, it, when you're on the CrossFit floor and everything, if, do you um do you find is does your competition come from just um competing with yourself or is it like are you driven by the other people on the floor and I want to kind of beat the guy beside me that kind of thing like what it, it can be very different whether it's individual yeah. or, or kind of what's it like for you um for me I try to zone out as much as I can mm -hmm. but um I think to, to make it like at the top you need to want to beat the other guys like it's something yeah. I haven't really done before but uh those that had a lot of success like look left to right and they're like i'm gonna beat you guys like that's yeah. what they think that's what they want and i think that's what's maybe missing from my part um yeah. uh at atlas this year i really i was really really focused on my own performance mm -hmm. it worked really well so i tried to do the same at the games and i didn't have the same result from it it was very different for many reasons i think format the uh, place it's outside it's not inside it's it's the games it's not the semis like it's very different um yeah. so yeah maybe i'll have to shift a little bit my mindset bef in before or in the events yeah. and see if it works um yeah. hmm. and do you um do you set, I, I'm sure you set very specific goals on, um, you know, what you're going to do with lifting and things like that, but just generally, are you the kind of person who writes down their goals for the next little while? How does that work? And, and maybe it's with your coach and everything, but how, how do you figure that out? Like, do you, do you just go with it as it comes or do you actually have written goals that you have over a period of time? No, we, we have specific goals. Uh, I, I, the way I want to work is be so fit that I don't have to set specific goals. That's how I want to, <laughs> yeah. but it doesn't work this way. Um, yep. So yeah, we did like last year, this year we set like specific goals and like with these goals, how do we get there? Like, what are we going to do to get there? Um, okay. And so far, like, especially this year, we've, we've checked all the boxes. Um, so if we can do the same next year, then, that that'd be nice. I mean, it's not a hundred percent guaranteed, but at yep. least like you know what you want, you know what you're shooting for, and uh, do everything in in your power to make it happen. That's uh, yeah. that's I think the the magic behind the trick is like you have to do everything you can, yeah, uh, so that it it finally happens.
So how do you, like, if you're, um, I mean, probably more so down the road when you're coaching people, um, you know, when, when maybe you're, you're, you're not as focused on your own training and you're, you're doing that for others. Um, how do you translate to, to somebody who, um, you know, it, it's obviously they're just trying to set goals for themselves. How would you, um, like, is it, would you find that difficult, I guess, or is it, uh, is it the same type of process you think? No, it's, the, it's, it's exactly the same. It's just the goals are different. Like, if someone comes and they, I just want to be healthy, then okay, we can, we can set that as a goal. I want to have muscle ups then. Yeah. But, and, and this, it's the same process. Like, what are you going to do to get it? What are, yep. what are you going to do to get your muscle up? Are you going to look at the bar? Or are you going to do some stuff? And if you need help, then I'm there to help. Um, but I think it's the same. It just, it just like for some people, the goals have to be a little bit more realistic. Like if, uh, I mean, I shoot for, very high goals. Um, but also I dedicate my life to those goals. Like, and the people that work out in gyms in, in our gyms, like you, you have your, your own career. So you have to set like realistic expectations. Like you want to do 30 bar muscle ups unbroken. Well, unless you're like a magician of bar muscle ups, well, maybe it's going to happen, but it's maybe like a little bit shooting a, a little bit high. Let's start with something a little bit lower. Um, but yeah, I think just have realistic expectations of, what your goal is and how much time you're going to put in and how much time you have, you actually have to get to where you want to. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, that's a, it's a great way to explain it. Cause I think a lot of people will listen and think, Oh, well, if I, if I want to be able to perform like you, um, you know, you have to be able to dedicate a whole yeah. lot of time to do that. And it's, it's, there are people, I mean, if you have, yeah, if you have jobs and you're doing fitness and you're doing your finance and all that kind of stuff, it's, it's, how do you, how do you set goals in yeah. all of those different things that are realistic? Yeah. And I mean, I think it applies to everything in life, but how much time you put in something, you're going to get the results uh, behind what, what you put in. Like if you put only an hour a week on training, well, don't expect to have a crazy engine or whatever your goal is like, yeah. well, you have to put time behind it. Um, and that's, I think the hard part for people that have jobs, families, whatever, like, yes, you're going to have a limitation in time. Well, with the time that you have, what goals can you uh, obtain? And then if you want something a little bit higher then are you willing to sacrifice something in your life to put that uh, into, into training or whatever yeah. else yeah. you're doing? Yeah. Um, so, you know, one thing that we, we ask everybody that we do this with Jeffrey is to, to try to get a couple of takeaways. And I, I think they probably already have lots of those today. And, and I know, um, you know, I, I know we're going to also talk about kind of how to follow stuff with your gym and stuff too. And they can see some of those things. Um, but for somebody who's, um, you know, maybe, maybe not, they, they've watched you at the games or watched some of that stuff and think, wow, this is, this is really cool. And then maybe also see some of the community that is connected with a CrossFit gym, like, like yours. Um, but there are a lot of people who are probably a little more scared about that because you come in and you mm -hmm. do kind of group settings and stuff like that. Um, uh, do you have a couple of tips for somebody like that? Who's maybe a little nervous to, to try something like that the first time? Yeah. I mean, everything you try for the first time is going to be, is going to make you nervous. Like if, if it's your first time uh, jumping off a plane and doing parachute, well, you're going to be scared, yeah. but if you want to do it, like do it, do it the first time, maybe try to go with a friend uh, that can be less scary. Uh, it, go talk to the coach beforehand. Like the coaches are always there to help. And like, if, if you're not comfortable in the gym setting, like go in front of the class, don't go behind, stay close to the coach. Like, and I mean, it, do your own thing. No, nobody's, nobody in the gym is, is there to judge anyone else. Like, 
And if, if they do, then you're in the wrong gym, but um, no one, everybody's there to have fun and work out and like chase their own goals and everybody's yeah. going to respect everybody. So just, you have to do it once. Uh, but yeah, if, if, if you're really scared, maybe a friend would be the best, the best uh, idea. It's it's funny that you mentioned that, that um, I think people do think that when you're going to a gym, especially for the first time, that everybody's yeah. looking at you and all of those things. I, I remember I asked uh, the same thing, uh, something very similar of Annie Thoris' daughter. She said, no, he said, the funny thing is nobody cares about what you're doing. <laughs> like you, you might think that, but nobody else is caring at all because they're uh, caring about themselves the exact same oh, way. Yeah. So, when know. you're doing burpees, you're not looking, <laughs> you're not looking left or right. You're, you're doing your own thing. And uh, yeah, that's the beauty of sport. I mean, everybody's going to do it and uh, do your own thing and but in a group setting i find it's 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 more fun uh that particular way than alone in the gym with your headphones on um but yeah very cool well uh, you know again people i'm sure are going to be uh listening to this wanting to follow kind of you and and especially with um rogue coming up in the next little while and all those things um what are some of the best ways to to kind of follow you and what you're doing uh jeff over the next little while uh i only have instagram i don't have uh, anything else so instagram yeah. is the easiest way uh, i mean carol also posts some stuff that i don't uh so she's yeah. uh she's a good way to see some behind the scenes that i don't post uh, and then sometimes like the gym, uh, the gym, uh, Instagram as well. Like if I work out or if I work out in the group classes, they're going to see a little bit. Um, yeah. uh, yeah. So cool. the, the, the gym is an interesting, like the posts are different. Yeah. Um, it's well, different we'll, than we'll what I post. So. Yeah. Like we'll absolutely put both of those on there and, and we'll, we'll put all of them on the show notes so that people can kind of connect with it. Cause I, I do think, um, also following the gym is, is pretty cool. Cause they see, uh, I, I think, um, I think your latest one was you kind of chatting with the group there yeah. and, and explaining a workout, which is pretty cool. So, um, yeah. so yeah, uh, if, um, you know, if you haven't kind of followed uh, Jeffrey and the stuff he's doing, we'll make sure all of those uh, things are in the show notes, but uh, definitely do that um, to see kind of what he's doing. I mean, I will tell you that uh, we talk to people from all over the place, but it's kind of cool because uh, you know uh, we're Canadian and it's, it's nice to okay. see kind of Canadian uh, people like you and, and Sam and Pat and all those people doing so well um, at uh, in, in those events so uh so that's really cool um but otherwise i i know you're i know you're busy we caught you at the one time it's maybe a little less busy so thanks so much for taking the time with us today it's been thank you it's been thank great you. All right. And everybody else, um, you know, again, if you haven't hit subscribe in the podcast, do that right now. We have great people every week, uh, just like Jeffrey. And um, yeah, again, we'll talk uh, soon on Big Idea, Big Moves. Thanks for listening to the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast. Be sure to drop us a comment on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at Big Idea underscore Big Moves. We love to hear your feedback. Till next time, remember, big change comes from small, consistent actions.